In the year 1620, the pilgrims left England seeking religious freedom. They were headed near what is now the Hudson River, but they got in a terrible storm and it blew them 200 miles to the north. They landed in what is now Cape Cod, Massachusetts. The captain of the Mayflower had no intention of staying in this new place. Once the pilgrims got off the ship, he took off and headed back to England. The pilgrims were not prepared for the Massachusetts winter. Out of 100 pilgrims, only 50 survived that first winter. Before the pilgrims arrived, a Native American named Squanto was kidnapped by the English and sold as a slave to Spain. Squanto ran away to England and lived with monks until he could afford his passage back home. While in England, he learned their customs and the language. He was so happy when he finally had enough money to return back home to the Massachusetts area. However, his entire tribe had been wiped out by smallpox. He was the only survivor. He went to the nearby Wampanoag tribe because he had nowhere else to go. In the spring of 1621, after the terrible winter, another Native American named Samoset entered the pilgrim's village. He, to their surprise, greeted them in English. He had learned a little English from earlier explorers. He is the one who introduced them to Squanto. Squanto became the pilgrim's lifeline. He understood the English culture, and he helped bridge the gap between the pilgrims and the Wampanoag tribe. He taught them how to grow crops, hunt, and fish in this new area. Pilgrim Governor William Bradford described Squanto as a special instrument sent of God for our good and never left us till he died. In the fall of 1621, it was time to celebrate and thank God for keeping the pilgrims alive. The 50 pilgrims left, along with 100 members of the Wampanoag tribe, including their chief Massasoit, celebrated and thanked God for all of their many blessings for three days. They ate shellfish, lobsters, corn, berries, and deer. They had races, the men wrestled, and there were other athletic events. Most importantly, it was a time of gratitude. Edward Winslow, recognizing that things didn't work out exactly the way the pilgrims had planned, said, Yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from want. This is the purpose of Thanksgiving, to give thanks to God for all that we have and that we have been blessed with. Thanksgiving continued as a tradition in the American colonies. During the American Revolution, the Continental Congress and the governors of colonies declared several days of Thanksgiving. They were times of fasting, prayer, and gratitude to God. After the American victory at Saratoga, the Continental Congress wanted a national day to recognize the victory. General George Washington agreed. December 18, 1777 was the first national Thanksgiving. After the U.S. Constitution was signed in 1789, President Washington declared another national day of Thanksgiving. He said, Now therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday the 26th day of November next to be devoted by the people of these United States to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country. But it wasn't until the Civil War that Abraham Lincoln officially made Thanksgiving a federal holiday. During one of America's darkest moments, Abraham Lincoln reminded the country to turn to God. He said, It has pleased Almighty God to prolong our national life another year. Moreover, he has been pleased to animate and inspire our minds and hearts with fortitude, courage, and resolution 
sufficient for the great trial of the civil war into which we have been brought by our adherence as a nation to the cause of freedom and humanity. Now, therefore, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, do hereby appoint and set apart the last Thursday in November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to Almighty God that they do reverently humble themselves in the dust and from thence offer up penitent and fervent prayers and supplications to the great disposer of events for the return of peace. In a time of chaos and uncertainty, we invite you to celebrate this Thanksgiving in gratitude and prayer, that we remember the pilgrims and the goodness of God, that we follow President Washington's advice to be devoted to the service of that great and glorious being, and President Lincoln, that we reverently humble ourselves to our kind and gracious Father in heaven. Happy Thanksgiving, and may our souls be filled with gratitude. This is our prayer from Sydney and Cher.